it is indeed um, historical time, but you know what? In the midst of all this, God really wants to teach us one thing, the focus that we need to keep. You know, there's so many news out there and so many things to distract us, but there's one thing I feel God wants us to focus on, and that's God himself. In fact, God wants us to focus on Jesus Christ. So today, I've chosen a very a wonderful understanding. We want to say to ourselves, we want to say to everyone, even our friends, God is good. So why don't you join me to say God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. Now, join me in reading from Romans chapter 8. As you know, it's probably my favorite section of scripture. And in Romans chapter 8, we're going to look at from verse 28 right up to the end of that chapter, and we're going to read it loud in the NLT version. All right, so if you have, uh, just look at the screen. If not, you can look at your Bibles. Are you ready? So we're going to read together. One, two, three. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. What then shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Let's say this one more time. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he able to give us everything also? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen as his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting at the right place of God's right hand, pleading for us, or in some versions, interceding for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No! Everybody say no. no, despite all these things. Overwhelming victories is ours through Christ who loved us. Let's say this together one more time. No, no. despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither fears for today, nor worries about tomorrow, nor ever the powers of hell, nor even response from, uh, can ever separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will a be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, such a powerful passage of scripture. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture because throughout my entire life, God taught me that this is the section of Scripture that will give us the greatest stability no matter what times we are going through. 
So you know today, as we think about what we're going through, what are the three things that we must keep our focus on? I'm going to give you all three. The first is, God is good. So everyone say, God is good. Let's say it together again. God is good. Amen? Second thing is this. God works all things for good. Let's say it together. God works all things for good. God is not asleep. God is not inactive. In fact, God is at work right now at the moment. And it's for our good and for the good of the world. Thirdly, nothing, nothing can ever separate us from the goodness of God. So let's say it together. Nothing can ever separate us from the goodness of God. Now I'm going to talk about, first of all, God is good. What does it mean, God is good? One of the things we ask ourselves is that in this season, as we go through troubles, as we go through calamities, as we go through sickness, as we go through fear, many people are actually focusing on different things. Some will be focusing on what to do. Some will be focusing on the fears. Some will even be focused on what is it that we went wrong? Have I prayed hard enough? Was there something I did that was not right? You know, whenever we go through difficulties, we may even have self-blame. But one of the things God always taught me is this, never focus on yourself, never focus on others, and never focus on the circumstances around you, but focus on God. And in particular, focus on the goodness of God. So what does it mean that God is good? You know, one thing I'm very certain about is what God revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter 34. When God told Moses, I will let all my goodness pass before you. And God began to proclaim, the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, even thousands, even those who do not know him, forgiving iniquity, rebellion and sin. That is the goodness of God. But you know what? The goodness of God is best understood in the person of Jesus Christ. How do we know God is good? Ah, this is where Romans 8 verse 31 tells us. God is good because of this. He is for us, not against us. But how can God be for us, not against us? Because God did not withhold His only Son. If God did not even withhold His only Son, but gave Him up freely for us all, what is it God has done? You know that many things God did through Jesus Christ. How do I know God is good? How will I know God's goodness of mercy? The first goodness of God is His mercy, His forgiveness of our sins. Many things have happened in this world that has caused all these calamities. But God is reminding me, do not focus even on the calamities. Focus on the goodness of God in the person of Jesus Christ. We are in a season of Lent. It's all about Jesus. What did Jesus come to do? Jesus came to purchase us from the ways of our lives. Jesus came so that God could show us His mercy. Jesus came so that our sins could be forgiven. Jesus came so that we could be redeemed. Even what the devil meant for evil, God is able to redeem it for good. That is what Jesus came to do. And Jesus, not only that, I love this. This morning the Lord says, because now you belong to me, not only are you purchased and chosen, you're deeply loved, deeply protected, deeply wanted. Your life is precious. How do I know my life is precious? Because He gave His only Son. Do you know the Bible tells us 
if God had given the whole world's gold and silver to purchase and to redeem our soul, He would have done it. But there was a price that's far above gold and silver. It is the blood of the only Son of God, Jesus Christ. That is why I know and I am confident God is good. And you know something the Bible even tells us? I'm confident God's good, not because I have to do anything good. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Wow, that is why I know, I stand, I'm confident. Today, all this that's happening is that not because God is against us. He's for us, not against us. And how do I know it? Because of Jesus Christ. And that is why, you know, when I think about it, isn't it amazing? It is in this season of Lent that all this is happening. Perhaps we have taken our focus away from that one important person, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He's the Redeemer. He's the Savior. He's the one that even introduced us to God as Father. And one thing I'm so blessed is this. Because God is our Father, Jesus told us, we can ask of Him. We can, and as we ask, we will receive. As we seek, we will find. As we knock, the Father's door will be open to us. And I love this. God is so good, he said. Just as a father will give the best gift to the son, when we ask for bread, our father in heaven will not give us a stone. When we ask for fish, he will not give us a scorpion. If we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, won't our good father in heaven be able to answer our prayers and to give us the best, even the Holy Spirit, to guide us how to live even at this season? So you know what? This is a time to focus on God is good and on a good, good Father. You know, one of the most important things to do now is actually to pray and to discover what God is doing in our lives, to connect with Him as the God that is good. The second thing that I want us to remember is this, to focus on is that God is at work. God is at work. Let's all say this together. God is at work. Amen? And God is at work for the good of all of us, for the good of of those of us who are called according to a purpose. In other words, in spite of everything that's happening in the world, something good is going to come out of it. Amen? What the devil means for evil, God means for good, for the saving of many lives. That is the good news. Amen? You know, if you think about it, one of the things we discovered is that one of the good that's come out of all this is that because the factories are shut down, because people can't go to work, do you know global... Uh, Emission, carbon emission in China fell by 25%. You know, I almost felt like, well, if you cannot reduce the carbon emission, let God try doing it. So there's some of the good. But there's many other good that God is doing in the world. For instance, even uh, people are coming to find family time more. They're beginning to realize, hey, I've got more time with my family. So a lot of good is happening in the world. But even for us who are called according to God's purpose, what is the purpose of this season? Wow. That was when I began to read further in Romans chapter 8. It says here, you see, in verse, I think it's in verse 34. In verse 34, it says this, And, God, and so God, uh, who dares accuse us, whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. Now look at this verse. For Christ Jesus died for us, and more than that, was raised to life for us. Wow. And even right now, sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us. I love the NIV version. The NIV version says, this is a season we need to remember not only that Christ died for us, but God, more than that, everybody say, more than that, more than that. 
He was raised to life. This is a season about life. Amen. We forgot that, right? In fact, that's why we chose choose life in our Lent readings. He died that we might have life. That is the reason why we chose the Lent readings. Yesterday morning, the Lord began to say to me, don't you remember? The whole Lent reading is about life. Actually, we are coming to Easter, but we don't have to wait till Easter to know that Jesus came and died that we might have life and life to the full. And so one of the things God began to say to me is this, remember, in the beginning was life. And in fact, when every one of born, when God created the heaven and the earth, and when he created man, as in the first reading of this Lent book, God breathed life into human beings. God breathed what type of life? His life, eternal life, Zoe life, abundant life into every human being. But because human beings chose the world's way of life, they actually went the wrong way. But you know what? Jesus came back to give us life again. And so in him is life. And his life is the light of men. And even as I was reading yesterday's reading for Lent, John chapter 1 says, in him is life. So now is the time. What's the purpose of all this? This is the time to speak life. This is the time to give life to others, to share about life, to be a testimony, to be a witness of the life-giving source of Jesus Christ. You know, I want to think about this. I thought to me, myself, I was reading John uh, chapter 12, 11, 12, 13, 14, towards the Last Supper, towards the Passover. And in two weeks' time, it would be Good Friday. As Jesus was going through this town in Bethany, his best friend, Martha and Mary, their brother died. Our brother was very sick. But Jesus proclaimed this one thing. His sickness will not be unto death, but it will be for the glory of the glory of Jesus Christ. I feel this is what God is saying to the whole world in the midst of this coronavirus. This sickness is not unto death, but unto life. And those of us who know Jesus must bear witness to the lives. So I'm going to give you a couple of testimonies how life is coming, comes to people. You know, we have a member of our church. Her name is Sherry Lim. I think most of you will know her. She had a tumor that was huge, the size of almost a golf ball in her lungs. And she, was really, she wrote a book called There's Hope, so it's a true story. And this is how she found life through Christ Jesus. Not only is she a believer, but she began to plaster the words of Scripture, the promises of God, because the Word of God gives life. And Jesus is the Word of God. And so she would just recite words of life-giving words to her body. And do you know what? Today she's completely healed of stage 4 cancer. And she's not the only one. Yes, she's not the only one. We have a few others. We have some. Last year, there were three people in coma. And as we went to pray for them, as we laid hands upon them, as we laid the life of Jesus into their hands, they came back to life. Do you know there's also a girl that actually doesn't even live here. She was living in another country. But her mother was very worried because she was in great depression. And she was a young adult. She had been in depression for two, three years. And do you know why she was in depression? Because her mind was fixed on psychoanalysis, on the things around her, on the pressures of living, boyfriends and things like that, and work. She was confused. But do you know what gave her life? What brought her restoration? Number one. Her mother decided she's not going to give up. She joined hands with a few other ladies and began to pray. And as they interceded for her, and, be, and, and her cousin began to send scriptures to her. And so she decided she's enough of the wrong focus. She decided to focus on Jesus Christ and began to speak these words to her. And do you know, to herself, 
And by January this year, she says, for one whole year, I have not had depression. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, my friends. This is a season to bear testimony. If you have good testimonies, how God gave you life, whether it's through a difficult time, a financial time, family time, this is the time to give life to our friends who are looking for hope and for life. You know, my husband didn't even know this, but last night, I want to tell you this, this is the best time to connect with God. I don't know why I woke up at about 4 a.m. And I, you know, one of the things is that I'm, I want to connect to God. The moment I wake up at night, I will connect to God because the Lord says, whenever you wake up at night, just do the Lord's prayer. Our Father, remember our Father? A good Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, give us our daily bread. And as I woke up to do that, and I just worshipped, the songs began to come, and I was singing on the goodness of God, and I fell asleep. But guess what happened last night? I didn't know. Only this morning I discovered my neighbor's house was robbed. In fact, two neighbors' house was robbed last night. But mine was entirely safe. Why? Because there's a life-giving source in our houses. This is the season to give life and to speak life and to bring life to our community. You know, some of you may not even notice Jesus. Some of you have chosen the wrong source of life. But today, choose Jesus. He is the life giver. Ask your friends who have found life in Jesus Christ. Tell them to ask them to tell you, why is Jesus the source of life? Jesus says, if you believe in me, even if you're dead, you will have life. Amen? Because he's the resurrection and the life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And as Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you abundant life. Come on, let's say this verse together. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give life and life abundantly. Amen. So today is all about life. It's not about sickness. It's not even about worries. It's about life. As we approach Easter, as we go to a season of Lent, begin to read the word. Begin to find life in the words of God. Amen. And you know, sometimes I just want to show you some pictures of some of the uh, services online that people had in their homes. Look at what God has been doing. Remember, God is at work. God is at work. Even though we can't go to church, now it is even better. The church is going to people. Yeah, maybe for too long, we've been behind closed doors. Now we want to go out. Invite your friends, invite your neighbours. And look at this, you must look at the children blowing the shofars. The children are so excited because for the first time, they can be part of the worship. They can even be part of the prayer. They can even be part of the sermon. So this is truly a season when God is at work. Tell your friend, God is at work. Amen. God is at work. Do not despair. Amen. Lastly, I want us to remember this powerful thing. Not only is God is good, Amen. Let's remind ourselves, God is good. God is at work. And not only that, nothing, nothing ever separates us from the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Nothing. So let's look at this last section of Scripture. I love this section of Scripture, which is found in Romans. Can anything separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Does it mean, I love it in the NLT, does it mean, he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or coronavirus or are persecuted or even hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. You know, this is a question that, that Paul asks us. I would like to say, even if you have no jobs today, 
even if you are going through difficult financial constraints. And it is a real thing. But one thing we must remember, we are not separated from the love of God. Amen? Because when you are down and you are separated from a life-giving source, things get worse. But when your spirit is strong and your spirit has life-giving source in it, you know what? You will rise up again. You will rise up again. So, the, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And let's say this together. One, two, three. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. It's a wonderful time. So what is it we must do in this season? Three things. First of all, find rest. Not just physical rest. I think many of us need that physical rest. But find rest in God. This is a time to have a true Sabbath. I felt the Lord say to me, I'm giving the earth a Sabbath. There's been too much overwork and overstress on the system. This is a time we need to find rest. And this season of rest, what do we do? We reprioritize. We ask ourselves again, as it's asked in this Lent book, what have we chosen as a source of life? Have we found our source of life only in work, only in pleasures, or just in things that don't give life? So we have to ask ourselves, what are the priorities? I remember at the beginning of the year, Pastor Chu preached this sermon, set your priorities right. What is the major priority now? Build a strong spirit. Because when your spirit is strong, your body will be strong. As a doctor, I can tell you, the patients that recover the most are those with a strong spirit. The patients with a weak spirit, no matter how good is the medicine, no matter how good is the medical care, actually, they succumb to illness more easily. So now's the time to build your spirit to be strong. Read the Word of God. Pray with your families. For the first time, your families can't go very far. So begin to build a family altar. And if you don't know what to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Oh, the Lord's Prayer is a wonderful prayer. And even begin to call up friends that are a little bit down. This is time to reprioritize even friendships. Begin to reach out to them, especially those who are lonely. And call them up, talk to them. And because of that, we were able to rebuild new foundations. As the book of Haggai says, rebuild new foundations better foundations, foundations built on Jesus Christ, foundations built on a life-giving source that comes from God Himself, foundations of family, foundations of good friendships. This is the time to rebuild our life. I want to end by a story. Many, many, many years ago when I was in Sabah, one night, five thieves broke into my house and of course woke us up and it was a terrifying thing. But you know something? For some strange reason, I wasn't terrified. There seems to be a source of confidence in me. There seemed to be a source of deep peace within me. In fact, I looked at the robber straight in the eye and I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. And he fled out. And I continued to pray in tongues. And the robbers never came back in because they felt the presence of God in that room. Why is it that I could do this at that moment of crisis? I did not wait for the crisis 
to learn how to have a moment of life-giving source, of peace and of victory. In fact, it's a very interesting thing. For a few months before that, the Holy Spirit seemed to teach me, learn to pray in tongues, learn to call on the name of Jesus. Because should anything happen, that is the name that is name above all names, the most powerful name that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So in my night times, even in the middle of the night, if I wake up, I would pray in tongues and I'll call them. And in my dreams, even I prayed in tongues and called on the name of Jesus. But you know what? So that at the moment of crisis, the glory of God literally came inside my room. And that is why we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I am convinced nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, come on, let's stand up. Let's stand up and let's sing this song. Let's sing about the goodness of God. Come on, let's stand up. And even before we sing, we're going to, I'm going to pray for those who are at home. I'm going to pray for you. Many of you may not really understand how do I get a life-giving source from Jesus. Oh, I would say to you, my dear friends, begin to read the Word. In Him is life and His life is the light of man. And even today it says, if you walk in the light, you will never walk in darkness. No darkness shall overwhelm you. No disease shall cripple you. In fact, I want to speak life to those who are sick. I want to speak life for those oh Lord God you know if your loved ones are sick raise up your hands towards them if you know of anyone now having the COVID-19 or worried whether they have it or not raise up your hands and let's begin to pray for them Father we thank you for these people Lord that they may be worried but now we raise our voices as those who have connected with Jesus Christ and we declare oh Lord God as you spoke to Lazarus rise up you'll be healed this disease is not unto death you'll be well Father we pray for every coronavirus patient right now in Malaysia Lord that they will know that there is life coming to the very throne room of Jesus Christ Lord Father we thank you that all the churches are lifting up their holy hands towards you we are going to be the source that raise up our hands towards you and we bring down the glory of God even over the nation of Malaysia we want to bless those homes that are worried about finances Father even in the midst of that you will supply them wisdom how to have new sources of income Father, I believe it's a season of creativity as well. Father, I sense some will begin to write songs even. Father, even films will be produced. Things will happen that we have never dreamt of because this is a season of the life of God and of the goodness of God flowing into our nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Some of you may have never received Jesus Christ as your personal saviour. The Bible tells us that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved and you will have eternal life. Today, if you want to receive Jesus, why don't you follow me in this prayer? Father God, I confess I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus Christ, your Son, to die on the cross for my sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and accepting me as your child. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. 
Father, even as we talk about your goodness, I can sense that your goodness is going deep into our souls, O oh Lord God, anchoring us in the deepest of way. Father, even in this season, as we begin to draw close to you and we find our strength in you and our life in you, Father, the worship that we will raise will truly, O oh Lord God, connect us back to Jesus as our life-giving source. We thank you so much for Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised his shame, and is even now sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us. What then shall we say to these things? Shall anything separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus our Lord? No, neither death nor life, angels nor demons, things present nor things to come, things in earth or underneath the earth or above the earth, nor any other power nor anything in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so Lord, even as we continue the rest of this week, continue the days that are to come, may the love of God our Father, the grace and the mercy through our Lord Jesus Christ and the wonderful fellowship of the life-giving Holy Spirit be our portion from now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless one another. Amen. Bless one another and go out and bless your friends. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>